Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, the man, the myth, the legend, Blaze Hunter, back with us for the post game. Good to have you back. Oh, Blaise, you man. I'm doing awesome. Look, I would just like to say this is bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we do, we do. A full off season worth of podcasts. And this dude does he hangs out for like two episodes and they were about jerseys and logos. Oh, we did a quiz show too. Come on now. <laughs> AJ AJ's just salty because I insulted his graph. And then and then this dude just shows back up randomly. Oh, oh, there's actual hockey stuff to talk about. Well, sure. Yeah, I guess I can go. come back on the pub. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> Well, I got to be honest with you. This is a preseason game that we're talking about here, and it's almost 11 p.m. in Colorado. So this is this is going to be some DNVR after dark level stuff that we're getting into uh, on on this show. I think uh, I think we might we might go a little bit off the rails at times, but I guess let's jump in. Abs lose four to three to the Vegas Golden Knights, but they do win the shootout. So who won really? Well, according to the broadcast, it was more important to win the game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure why. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's because that broadcast was horrific. I I genuinely, first of all, thank you to our Super Chats, uh, Vaguely Sober, Ryan B., and this, this new one here from Seth. Much appreciated, all three of you. Good to have you all back in the post-game lounge, even if it is sort of a loser's lounge. I don't really know, but genuinely. No, bro, there are no losers in the preseason, okay? <laughs> the, uh, the only losers are the guys that get hurt. Otherwise, everybody wins. And this is nothing against those Vegas announcers. Are those their regular <laughs> announcers? I don't know. No, okay, no they are not. Oh, I was, okay. was going to say, if those are their regular announcers, how are they not? Like really I'm the worst cast in the league. I'm not 100 on this, but I'm pretty sure those are the Henderson guys. Okay, because uh, they sounded they sounded familiar, but couldn't place it. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> I was like, I've watched like I've watched a lot of Vegas broadcasts over the last few years, and I did not hate them at all. And this broadcast tonight. <laughs> I was strongly contemplating taking this plastic fork and trying to gouge my eyes out with it. Not that that would have helped my ears any, but it probably would have at least alleviated some of the pain. But just to clarify, that was not Eric Johnson on the Yeah, so the real the takeaways from this game. Rookie games are not preseason games. <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> Eric Johnson and Jack Johnson are different people. <laughs> and somewhere out there, there is a third Macar brother <laughs> waiting to get drafted by Colorado. <laughs> I hope there is. That so, was a story that would be. We have had a big night getting back into hockey. We learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I, I don't know. I can't explain this game any better than the announcers, all right? The Golden Knights had control of this game until they lost it. <laughs> all right, factual statement. Um, look, the Avs iced three, four players that are going to be on their NHL roster Dude, in this hockey game. Logan O'Connor was their extra attacker. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, oh, the Evs, the Evs get the extra, the, the Johansson gets pulled and the extra attacker hops on and it's Logan O'Connor. And I just cackled. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I love, the, I love and hate preseason hockey. <laughs> the first period was definitely first period hockey of the first game of oh preseason. Good. Wow. Yeah. And the first like wow. 12 minutes of the second period was like the preseasoniest preseason that ever preseason. <laughs> they just forgot to try uh, offense for 12 minutes. It was no like wanted to fuck. Dude, it, it was, was just so uninteresting for such long stretches. <laughs> and what was worse is that it was like this is totally fine. I'd be watching yeah. baseball otherwise right now. <laughs> this is totally fine. <laughs> Snoop Dogg should broadcast the preseason. They should have just anybody in there for the preseason. Just while out. Dude, that's what they should do. <laughs> they should steal our watch-along idea for preseason games, but with just random people. <laughs> just just two people they pulled out of the rink. Like, Straight up like, hey, <laughs> guys, do you want to be in the rink for this preseason game, or do you want to just come talk on television for two and a half hours? Dude, there would be, like... That's how you create the new boom goes the dynamite. All right. <laughs> you just get two people up there, gets the puck, passes it to the man. <laughs> just wait for one of like that's that's how you find a hidden gem, or you rack up a lot of FCC fines. <laughs> Those, two things are gonna happen. Those are the only two. Those are the only two yeah. Quick trigger finger on the bleep that night. All right. <laughs> that's, uh, that seven second delay has got to be rocking high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's actually do a little bit of analysis here let's start by assuaging some fears the first shot pavel Francos has seen in 21 months goes in the net no it didn't <laughs> okay you're right it went off the post so it doesn't count it went behind shot. him it was it, the rebound that went in the post it hit the post so it's not a shot i also fair so he We're ends up right. up one more uh, to make to give up two goals before they swap to Johansson in the third. Uh, How long did it take everybody to figure it out? <laughs> that uh, Johansson it, was in. It yeah. didn't take long. Their body types are marginally well, different, and it's also well, like the announcer's a little bit old time. <laughs> the glove is on a different hand, <laughs> and it's like, guys, just a hint. That's not Frankie anymore. Look, Anthony, if you're a Mariners fan, you asked for heartbreak. I don't know what to tell you, but... <laughs> uh, in any case, no worries about Frankie, right? This was totally just get him some game shots, yes? Oh, my he God. Needs... And, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, a little bit annoyed that he didn't play the whole game. Like, yeah, the whole point I, is to I, get him back. I, too. I thought, to why not just leave him in? Yeah. But he needs to play. He started... Like, he looked he a little more comfortable pucks. as he started, like going into the second period. He looked more comfortable. He was oh, moving pretty yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And I understand, like, don't overdo it. You have a the, yeah. they have a preset schedule and all that, but it's just like, just like let him let him do it. Like, come on, yeah, it's fine. Agreed. So, but it was. I mean, I'm not gonna not gonna nitpick lineup decisions in the first preseason game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. The sixth preseason game. You watch out, Jared Pedner. We're gonna hey. nitpick that shit. I mean, I would nitpick Vegas's decisions because they iced like 
more than half of their NHL roster for this game. Yeah, I mean, I I fully expect Colorado does something similar on to on Thursday. Sure. Yeah. But still, Vegas uh Vegas went in compared to the Abs choices. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, and it was just it was so funny to watch their power play. Yeah. With like their like like half of their top power play unit in the NHL was on that unit. Yep. And it's like you guys are missing Pacioretty and Stone. But otherwise, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> Rolled it out. And they got one power play goal, but. They got two. Did they get two? Or Vegas got two. The Avs got none. The Avs had none. You're yeah. what? They had one, like, right yeah, after. Immediately. What, after. What, did, what, did, immediately. what did the I loved, I loved what the <laughs> announcer called it. Uh, uh, Power play adjacent. Yep. <laughs> accurate. That's awesome. a great. I was like, what a, what a great term. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we don't have a graphic because it's preseason. And, yeah. Yeah. But... What the hell, Blaze? I made more graphics for this game than you did. <laughs> Who's falling down on the job? Unbelievable. Do we have an do we have an abs king of the game and is it Bowen Byron <laughs> by like a mile and a half? What? Why? It's it's Jack Johnson. Yes. No. Obviously yeah. Jack Johnson. Where's my Jack Johnson jersey? Did you did you see him with the he evaded like right before that goal happened, right? He made that just escaped some pressure. Did a little spin move around the guy. Yeah, pass it well, up to Nakushkin. That was sweet about it. Sweet. Shortly, shortly after breaking up a two-on-one, too. Like, yeah, yeah. And then on the power play or on the penalty kill, there grabbing the puck, knowing where the puck was going, and then a sweet cross check as well <laughs> to finish it up. The hardest cross check I've ever seen in my life. This cross check stuff's gonna be gone by the second week of the season, right? Like, there's no way they keep calling. And it this was once like, regular season like starts. I really like Bokaj one. I said was soft as hell, but like I also get like that's exactly the thing they're looking for. And yeah. then you had like the the Bowers Petrangelo stuff at the end of the game. Yeah. But it was like the only one that was like, was this even a cross check? Was the Jack Johnson yeah. thing? We were like. <laughs> Did he just have like one hand on that stick? Like <laughs> I don't know. It was it was kind of silly, but it was also like Jack Johnson's gonna get called for that a lot. That's just like the older gentleman defenseman. That's like what they were taught. Like to unteach that now at that age, it's that's gonna be hard for him. Bro, he is my age IRL, okay? <laughs> well, let's, he's younger than let's, me. <laughs> let's not talk about at that age, all right, bro? Let's just... God, I'm the baby of this podcast. 100%. Jeez. All right. Um, Give it another two weeks, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll adopt a toddler to bring on so that we, we don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> Oh, man. Or we'll do the opposite. We'll go and get an old guy. Yeah, it's, it's one away. way or the other. Yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm the old guy. I think I think Artem Anisimov's probably going to be looking for work soon. <laughs> oh, very uh, true. We'll get to him in a second. I do want to finish up on Jack Johnson. He did score a goal tonight, even if it did go in off Brett Howden. Looked rock solid. We've been saying it since the first day of training camp, but this contract is signed, sealed, delivered at this point, right? It's got to be. Yeah. Team friendly. <laughs> All right. I mean, <laughs> one year, one million, man. It's happening. Oh, well, just just sent him right in on us here. Sup, dude? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Yeah, I was not ready. Preseason pod. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, God, this feels like the first day of back at school and you haven't seen your friends all summer. Except, yeah. Except three of us just spent like a week together. I know. Well, it's everyone's having issues. Bedner's Zoom froze, so oh, it just kind of ended. <laughs> uh, okay. That's awesome. We'll get to that Zoom call in just a second, but we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Be sure to get it down at the DNVR bar. Yes, go to the bar and hang out and come vibe with us. We have a bunch of awesome stuff planned. 
yeah, I know it's just preseason now, but it's still a great place to hang, especially like on Sundays if you want to come watch a bunch of uh, football with us. Or maybe look, look. All I'm saying this is in the works. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is F1 is coming to the correct hemisphere pretty soon, so be prepared for a little bit of uh, a little bit of F1 action at the bar. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. In any case, also check out us. You know, season's right around the corner. We have a bunch of stuff in the works. Can't really spoil anything yet, but uh, keep your eyes peeled. Great time it is to comical how much stuff we yeah, have planned. We we have for the uh, next three weeks loaded up on things. It's gonna be crazy, but. Yeah, great time to sign up for a DNVR membership for us. You got the Nuggets starting up as well. The Broncos are 3-0 and right now. You don't have to think about the Colorado Rockies anymore, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> or Trevor Story. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> uh, check us out. Great time to sign up. Bunch of content coming your way. We hope you will jump along for the ride with us and hit up the Ball Corporation. Maybe you need a little bit of extra spending cash. They are hiring right now for their golden plant. You can text golden to 77222 or go to com to get an application. They're a great company. They're very eco-friendly. They work towards a lot of green deal stuff. They even have programs where their business is to track resources here on Earth. Make sure things aren't spiraling out of control. So that's good. They also pay competitive wages, give good benefits, and even will help you fill out your resume with things like classes if you have holes there too. So check out the Ball Corporation today. Again, go to jobs.ball.com to get yourself an application. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Evan, was that (laughs) interview (laughs) as preseason as this hockey game was? Look, bro, did... What did they say about Shane Bowers? Uh, he mentioned that he's much improved. That was about it. I mean, then it just cut out, so there really wasn't much. <laughs> <That> was <laughs> um, yeah, we talked to Frankie for like two minutes, and then uh, it was just me and Peter on there. So, Whoa, so people uh, really showed out for this one. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he said Nuke was a standout up front. Dude. JJ and Byram on the back end, but the other guys you mentioned by name were Baron, Magna, LOC, and then he said Bowers is much improved this year. And he also mentioned Henry too. So, um, yeah. He knows who Nick Henry is now. And then uh, <laughs> it just cut out. It froze on his face, and I was like, what's happening? Oh, <laughs> this game could have cut out after the. Two goal and nothing would have changed. It was, so. I mean, it was a little more entertaining than I anticipated. I got to give that game a little bit of credit. No, I actually turned sure off the, I turned way. off the TV, and then everyone's like, "There's a shootout going on," so I, I missed like the first four <laughs> shots. So did um, the goaltenders. <laughs> oh, Brassois. Look, I was like, "Oh, Bauer's nice goal," and then I watched replays. Like, oh, he's Brassois was done. He didn't yeah. want to do that anymore. Like, I don't want to take I don't want to take the credit away from from Bowers, but it also just looked like Brassois was like, "I'm gonna stand here if you hit me with the puck." That's all I need to do. All right, let's let's start with the uh, top of that list. Then, has Valanchushkin been taking classes from Nazem Kadri? Do we have a new Bob Ross penalty man? Dude. <laughs> He looked dope in this game. Like, like this has been a chaotic post game podcast, but yep. he he really like Nachushkin didn't. He looked locked in. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, some of that, I'm sure, is relative. Like, no doubt, there was a wasteland of NHL talent at forward behind him. Uh, but he he genuinely did. He he stood out. I really. If that's the Val Nachushkin that they're going to get for 75% of the year, well, it is a contract year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That assist on the first goal was great. Beautiful backhand. Yes. Guy was trailing. He saw that guy. You saw him look back and just put it right on a stick. So got to give him that. And he flew again. Takes him a little bit to get up to speed, but geez, man, he can fly. Yep. It very much train tracks as aj put it i think in his tweet it's just 
gotta get the coal in the engine before he starts going. <laughs> but once he gets there, um, I love that last penalty you drew. It was like right in front of the ref after the Vegas guy came yeah. out of the box, and the ref was just like, <laughs> he looked at the Vegas player, he put his hand, he's like, I have to call it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that one also looked like Nijushkin like looked down at his at the stick and was yeah. like, Don't mind if I do step, step on right this. off this bad boy. <laughs> that was like half the penalties tonight. Yeah. Uh, chat is already already getting into this, but. After Nachushkin, Blaze, you mentioned the pass. Olausen's game. What what did you guys actually think of it? Because obviously his first shift of the night was bad. <laughs> but he then he potted the goal with a great shot. Felt like he gained a little bit of confidence. You started seeing a little bit more from him. Certainly in like power play situations where he has space, it looks decent. Decision making though, still big question mark. He had that he had one incident where he had the it looked like he either had an open shooting lane and he tried a little flip pass wasn't a great there. angle yeah. and so he wanted to he wanted to try and uh create a little bit more and try and do something else with it. Uh I liked that decision. I liked it and I I mean it didn't it didn't go anywhere, but I I liked I thought I thought his head was in the right place and I, I felt like the thing that bothered me the most in what we've seen previously from him was that he skated himself out of chances and into trouble too often. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see any of that tonight. He was a lot more decisive. He he played with way more confidence than we've seen. Uh, it was it was a lot better. It's nowhere near, like, it's nowhere Clearly, near ready. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nowhere near. No, yeah. But you get to, like... After the rookie showcase, it was like, "What the? F- what is this, dude? That that's that's the kind of thing that you expect from a mid round pick, right?" But the player that they saw tonight, that was definitely a lot more of, "Okay, this is the appeal of your of your first round pick." Like this guy looked, he looked totally different. Just looked much much better. Dunked it in the shootout as well. So I missed that one. Obviously, oh, I mean, he, he just. He just Cuts he's he you know he comes into the right and he he starts to fade to to his forehand on the left and then he just shoots it back against the grain as Brisswell followed him oh, yeah. and yeah easy textbook. easy textbook goal like, just whipped it right by right underneath the uh, right underneath the glove the uh, only shootout yeah. goal that was easier was Shane Bowers who Brisswell <laughs> didn't even move <laughs> <laughs> and Bowers just threw it in <laughs> yeah um, he still holds onto the puck way too long <clears throat> yeah. Um, and hopefully just with more time in North America, he'll figure that out. But um, I do like as an 18-year-old new country that he understands that I can shoot the puck and he's got confidence to do that. So uh, this always felt like uh, give him his preseason game and let him go to Barry. Now I kind of wonder if they're like, okay, maybe he gets Get another one. Look, yeah. yeah, but yeah. like, I, I mean, you guys mentioned this before and, in rookie camp that there's no pressure on him. Like the fact that he's gotten better is probably the best thing that you can think of. And that's about really all there is to say about it. Just let him go to juniors and do his thing. Yeah. Yeah. His skill level is definitely there. I mean, obviously he's like a step behind, I think right now Um, decision-making is a little wonky, but again, at 18 years old, like he's going to, he looks like he's going to mature into a, a great player. Yeah. It, this is the kind of night where you dream on a kid. Yeah. And you're just like <laughs> there's some NHL skills there. Yeah. Yeah, where yeah. you're like, yeah. oh man, when he when he develops that the power in his game, when he grows into his body, when he starts to understand that he can just run fools over, he's got that shot. If he develops any level of playmaking whatsoever, it's really easy to dream on this guy being a fifty point guy for you in the future. You know, he just whips 30 goals at him. And this is the, this, that's the night that you want to see. You want to see one of those in the preseason after you draft a guy. You want to, you don't want to, you don't want to walk away being like, Jesus, what was that? Cause that's where they were before tonight. It just wasn't very good. And after okay. tonight, it was like, yeah, okay. Evan, we already talked about him a little bit, but you're on Team Jack Johnson at this point. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Uh, super nice guy. Talked to him a little bit this morning. He seems like super chill and relaxed. But at, at, at this point, we said in camp he has to bomb 
to lose a contract, and he certainly didn't do that tonight. Um, other than you get the Graves vibes with like half of his shots got freaking blocked at the point, but yeah, he did a lot and he looked he looked good. And I think he's always liked playing the right side, which is an advantage that they. I mean, considering he's he's not a right shot, but having someone who's comfortable on the right side, it gives him an advantage over some of these other guys. He did lead tonight in shot attempts. How many hit the net? Like two? Individually. <laughs> he had five shot attempts. Oh. One yeah, hit. his contract's probably already written up. So. I, yeah, I, I assume so. Uh, let's go through the other defensemen here. Bowen Byram was a stud this game. I mean, I'm not sure what else to really say about it. He balled out. He hit a a hundred foot flip pass with some forward stick. (laughs) (laughs) Like he scored a dope goal and he ended up with an assist, but that was easily like the thing that he did. That was like you styling. Yeah. But really what he really, what was the biggest takeaway from Byram tonight was once again, like defensively, Pretty, pretty solid. Steady, yeah. Um, there were some things that I was a little iffy about defensively, um, but I'm not gonna make bones about that. You remember, like he's not a finished product, so. Yep. Um, I'm not. Com- I'm not gonna pick the nits on his game at all tonight. I thought it was overall a, a plus, a, a plus plus kind of performance and. For sure, the kind of the kind of thing where you're just like, look, even if Jack Johnson was pushing for an opening night lineup spot, which guy would you rather have? Byram all day, yeah. We have Byram. His ceiling right now is just it's. I mean, watching him tonight, and did you see him in the third period during that power yeah. play where he was going back door, just screaming for yeah, the puck? Six on five, empty net. He's pinching, and that the beaver tail is yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's always been a competent player like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's awesome to see him now just, like, doing it more and more and more. The offense has been there. It, it And, AJ, I, I do have that. Like, his positioning on D sometimes is suspect. There's going to be times where he gets beat, but that's something that they'll fix. I mean, he's so talented. Um, I thought he was just okay the first half of the game, and then it seemed like he – it, we have to remember he has not played a lot of NHL hockey, especially the last, I mean, what he missed last half of the year pretty much. So um, it seemed like the confidence really came back the last half of the game, um, especially after the goal, because I thought it was funny. I'm sure we'll talk about Jacob McDonald, but they they were like, after he missed like three shots on one power play, they're like, okay, Bo, you're double shifting here. And then he takes the shot and goes, yeah. Right where McDonald was missing. For for our listeners, no non-video people here, we have AJ's tweet up that <laughs> talking about Byram's uh Byram's <laughs> quote from juniors. Yeah, so basically I've waited. I told you guys that when he scored his first goal for the abs, and I didn't want to wait for the regular season because it could be 30 games in and I was just ready. But basically, uh when he was a rookie in the WHL, he was getting chirped by one of the older players on the bench and he responded by saying buddy in two years you're going to be working in nine to five and i'm going to be making nine to five keep your fucking mouth shut (laughs) (laughs) i love those the the chirps are so great (laughs) he can chirp too he can chirp with the best of them i had to sit on that story for a year Uh, it's funny. That's kind of what this game felt like to me with Byram is he got halfway through and realized the skill around him was like his last year in Vancouver, where it was like, Oh, I need to just carry this team. Okay. That's fine. I can do that. (laughs) Um, had a great goal, obviously moving on to the next couple of defensemen, Justin Barron, pretty rough around the edges tonight to me. He's good with the puck. I like him. At, he's, he's really cool with the puck at the offensive blue line. Super chill. Nothing bothers him. But, yeah, defensively, there's some some issues. But we, we all expected that. We talk about it during training camp. We're like, oh, I, these drills where the defensemen don't use their stick are so boring and it makes them look bad. But Justin Barron needs to do drills without a stick for like two months straight. That dude relies on his stick way, way too much. 
Yeah, and when I talked to him in Arizona, one of the things I I asked him, I said, defensively, you know that that's the area that you have the most work to do. What are you What are you focusing most on? And he he said two things. He said the his his gap control can he can get really loose with it because he's always been able to recover at his level, and that in the pros he's been learning that he can't get away with leaving a really loose gap because guys will just take advantage of him uh, and that he needs to close the space. And then the second thing, just that he has to learn to be more physical. And that's still, there's no physicality in his game right now. Yep. And he just, it's going to take, he needs that. Like he's not going to ever be Drew Hellison. That's a personality thing. Totally. But he needs to, he needs to figure out how to be effective with his size. And I, I, it's something that I always talk about. Like, oh, he's not an overly physical guy, but he's effective with his size. You look at, like, Nachushkin. Nachushkin's not going out there rocking guys and racking up 200 hits in a season, but he's really effective with his body. He understands how to use it effectively. And that's an area where Barron has always just been bigger than other guys his entire career. And even in the NHL, he looks big. But he needs to learn. He needs to learn how to utilize it properly. Um, I'm kind of, I'm genuinely kind of surprised that Bednar continues to harp on him. Uh, I harp, maybe hype him up the way that he has, uh, because I'm on the opposite side where I'm looking at it like this is a full year for me. I want to see a lot of development to go in the AHL, and he's he's talking about him in a certain way that you're just like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if he's thinking about this guy as a two months into the season take yeah it's it's maybe like the ninth guy on that list i don't know man defensive positioning when he was out there he looked a little lost at times out there yeah look i know that penalty kill unit was a disaster waiting (laughs) to happen but he was totally lost on that goal they gave up just just a reminder um to answer this quick question sorry guys the uh the ncaa guys are not allowed at training camp yep so Hellison, Colby Ambrosio, um, Tyler Weiss, uh, Taylor McCarr, Sean Barons, none of those guys are allowed um, at training camp. They're only allowed to go to development camp, in which is usually the week after the draft. And even that, they have to pay their own yep. way. So yeah. Once they take why, that money. Yeah. The NCAA, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> in any case, yeah, uh, Baron, there's still some work to do there, clearly. Look, we could totally be changing our tunes after two months of AHL play with him, but totally. And like his AHL play last year was good. It was very encouraging. But you know, seeing him even in this kind of situation, it's just a uh, don't jump the gun here. Yeah, it's not it's not there yet, but it I mean you're you are not feeling in any way discouraged about him as a prospect on the whole. I do wonder, like, <clears throat> if he's that big and he hasn't really effectively used his body to this age, like, will it come? Yeah. I think that's a realistic question because Absolutely. some people just don't have that mentality. Like, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's we'll one see. of those things, right? Like, you're not going to change a player's mentality and flip it on its head, right? But you're looking for a minimum level of that physicality that's just necessary to a certain extent yeah you're looking for him to understand how to be effective at his size you're not asking him to physically dominate guys because he's not going to do that he's not going to try and knock guys into tomorrow again he's not going to be drew hellison drew hellison's nasty that dude wants to he hits he wants to hit he hits to hurt drew hellison has that mean streak and you know, we always talk about oh if you could put this attribute into this guy how much better would he be you know and with a guy like Barron, if he had that natural nastiness, he never would have gotten to 25th overall, regardless yeah. of the blood clotting issue. Snatched him up at 15. Yeah. yeah there no, yeah. there's no way because that was one of his that's one of the question marks is defensively. Was he ever going to be able to develop into a plus defender in the league? Because moving pucks was something he's always been able to do. He's always put up yeah. big numbers everywhere. So I think tonight was just a a continuation of what we saw in Arizona in the rookie showcase, what we saw in camps, 
He moves pucks. I, I think we would all probably agree that we like that part of his game a lot, that he looks like a totally different guy. But the defensive details, uh, uh, Greg Cronin and staff have a lot of work to do there. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with that comment about Miko. I think Miko's always used his body well. He just didn't have the balance to back it up. And now yeah. he does. <laughs> he was Bambi on ice. There, were, there was a, there was a very real, like this dude, because uh, there was an interview where Miko grew, where he talked about how he grew like six inches when he was like 15 years old. Yeah. And when you have that kind of a growth spurt, you know, in just a, sh- in a really short period of time, you're like, all of a sudden you're really gangly and you don't know what you're doing and you're really uncoordinated. And it takes time for you to figure out that coordination. He's there. Yep. Um, all right, Evan, you seem like you really want to hit on Jake McDonald. <laughs> I thought he was awful. <laughs> really bad tonight. Dude. He almost salvaged it with a game-tying goal at the very, very end. Uh, but so then, his work on yeah. the power play tonight was exactly what he did in practice today. Every time the puck would come to him, he, he'd get it, and he would shoot it, and it would get blocked, or he'd miss the net by 10 feet. Like... It was just poor decisions like all over the ice. And yeah. Um like honestly a bear I thought you know, if I had to pick one of the two to step in tomorrow in an NHL game, I would want to see what Baron does over McDonald based off of what we saw tonight. But yeah. It's just one game. Yeah. I would agree. I would completely agree there. But yeah. Right now I think that hierarchy has probably changed with like Jack Johnson. And then maybe Justin Barron is sliding in, pushing Curtis McDermott. Well, Justin Barron's always going to have the appeal of he's a right shot. And Bednar has talked again all in preseason. Like, I, I'm he's like the one pair I will never put together is Johnson McCarr because right shots are just too rare. And now he has Barron just potentially down the line. And I think that's what's appealing to him so much about everything. No, this other than me, this was the everyone loves Jacob McDonald podcast for like half <laughs> <of> last season. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was all in last year. This, I mean, tonight, like he Dude, there were the there boards. was no more appreciative a group of people than we were <laughs> of the chaos yeah. machine that he was. It was the Yolo machine last year. It was awesome. Yeah, it was all, <laughs> It was a ton of fun. It was it was yeah. incredibly wild, and it was it like predictably you know, hit the, hit the hard Valley at the end. Yeah. Uh, but it like, we were big fans of he's, he's a ton of fun, but tonight, <laughs> tonight was not. Yeah. Tonight. This, I don't like this argument. Uh, personally, this stuff frustrates me. This is looking for an excuse for a guy to make bad decisions. And it just frustrates me. I, Jacob McDonald just didn't play very well tonight. And if he, if he's entirely reliant on being propped up by the guys around him to be any good, then you can't put that guy into your lineup. Yeah. And players have bad nights. I mean, it could have just yeah. been a bad night. Like and, that's and why there's six preseason games to like look at. The first preseason game. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like there were, he had, I think he had 33 games last year where, you know, the bad parts of tonight were the, the bad parts of what we saw last year. And so that's why you're a little more comfortable drawing a stronger conclusion there. But yeah, like it's, you're not, you're not burying the guy after tonight. It's just, we'll see, you know, that's, that is that we've all the conversation we've had about the fourth line battles and the the forward core and how's it going to play out. Like there's a beyond the, 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 the set six on defense that we think are going to be on the opening night roster. That entire hierarchy is just a bunch of question marks. We really don't know what that what that order is. Uh, any thoughts on Middleton or England? No comment. Okay. <laughs> Good. Moving on. I'll do it. I, I, did, I, did, I did. Well, I did learn that there's different ways to spell England tonight. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we left that out of our what did we learn tonight rundown from not, not Derek England, not the country England. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> that was so 
that was, I was a, like that was a rough spot to sit through. And I was like, I was like, look, at least this is a preseason game. These guys are doing this. That right. was, but it was like, oh, I'm not even the country. England. Some of these fun facts would have blown your mind if you went to Solace Mads before this hockey game. Okay. <laughs> so go over to Solace Meds, get 15 to 25% off on select products in store. If you go to the Wheat Ridge location, you get a free King Cone with your purchase as well. You can also order for pickup online. Use code DNVR20 there to get 20% off your entire purchase and get one location wherever you are. FOCO, they got one. Wheat Ridge, they got one. Downtown, they got one. A couple blocks from the bar, they got one. You're covered with Solace Meds. They got all the THC products you would have any interest in buying. So go check them out today. You can go online to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Then once you're good and high and ready to make bad decisions, (laughs) go YOLO bet on DraftKings Sportsbook. All right? Do it responsibly, but have a little bit of fun. Make some bets. They got their uh, they got their new Brady specials rolling for next week. If you didn't know, you can you can get a bunch of pro odds boosts to bet on Brady back in Foxborough playing for the other team. So check those out. Highly recommend you go uh, you go have some fun with that. Of course, if you are a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook and you use code DNVR, all you have to do is bet. $1 on any week for a football game, and you will get $150 in free bets instantly. Jump on that. Get yourself $150. Bucks. That way, if you use some solace meds and you make terrible decisions, it's free money. You're playing with Monopoly money, so it doesn't hurt. Easy life. Have some fun. If it actually hits, you have a ton of real money all of a sudden. Win-win right there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to get that $150 in free bets when you bet $1 on any football game. Again, please use the DNVR code. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. The DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We got there. We got there in the end. Uh, Hit up Hassle Cattle Company as well. Go get yourself some delicious meats. You can try their Wagyu burger down at the DNBR bar if you're skeptical, but everyone who's tried it has absolutely loved it, so you can order them for your home as well. Uh, so, Hassle Cattle Company, I can speak. I can. I, we can finish this podcast, I promise. <laughs> Hassle Cattle Company, you can get 10% off when you use code DNBR10, and if you order over $200 of meat, you get free shipping third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook let's let's dive into the forwards a little bit we kind of we kind of beat around the bush shane bowers seemed to be all all positive things tonight um i mean with the puck he's still not perfect had that turnover in the third period but nothing that he did tonight like surprised me in any way like he's he works hard he's a good skater um, does a lot of little things right. I mean, the screen on the Byram goal is perfect. Yeah. Um, nothing that I saw tonight really surprises me, and everything that I saw tonight is just adds to the fact that I'm like, why have we never seen this guy get a look in the NHL? Like, just doesn't make sense to me. Especially, like, I hope that they saw that Anisimov is not a good fit there on that fourth line because <laughs> the skating is just not, not going to be it there. So I think Bowers helped himself tonight. And he played in all situations, so he certainly got a lot of ice time. Apparently he led the team at Corsi. So whatever that means in a preseason game. <laughs> in the first period there on the penalty kill, when he uh, he skated the puck out of the zone and then created a, a – a shorthanded chance um, looked pretty good out there with the puck there. Now he did definitely lose the puck in the third and that was a bad turnover, but I, you saw some good things from him tonight. And I mean, you know, let's be real. Shane Bowers in the NHL is going to be used on a PK, not late in the Never. Third period yeah. when you need a goal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I did love him getting in Catrangelo's face at the end. Like just that's how you, if you get, that's how you gotta get noticed. That's what you gotta do. It almost worked. They almost died it. 
<laughs> yeah, Petro did try to break a tree across his back. So <laughs> might be feeling that one in the morning. But it, look, Bowers at this point realistically is on the outside looking in, I think, of of the roster, just given the fact that he was playing in this game, probably doesn't bode super well for him. But he's someone that has to get himself in the mix, at least for a call-up this year, right? Sure, sure. Three sure, nodding so. heads. Okay. Yeah. I don't, what I didn't what are him. they doing if they don't? <laughs> AJ, the dissenting voice, it sounds like. Yeah, I didn't love him. Um, I thought, like, there were the like little things, right? It's always been little things with him. But, yeah. uh, like, it, it's like the classic Shane Bowers conundrum is you know he's got the puck on the wall and he's got guys on him and he just makes a soft pass that turns into a two-on-one the other way but he hustles his ass off and gets back eliminates the the pass on the two-on-one turns it into a two-on-two and takes that guy away and it's fine but he also created it yeah and so it's like you're you're just talking you know like there there were good things he didn't have any shot attempts tonight um, he had a shot on goal in the first goal. Yeah, like that. Sorry, the one, right? <laughs> and because I'm going through and I'm and I'm looking at like I'm I'm trying to get into some of this stuff, and it's like he had a shot on goal in the first. What the heck? I watched it. I see. Yeah, it. no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. It was after that. I'm my. It's that's my bad. Well, no, natural stetric has zero too. That's why it's like. Well, it's. I don't think it was. Um, was it was it five v five when it happened? Yeah, it was whatever. But all right, look, it's <laughs> not the point. Like, not this is not the point. The point I'm is that, the trackers too. Okay. The, the, yeah. the point is the point is that I'm just not. I'm just not. Like you look at the guy. Like is it? Is it? Uh, is he is he more intriguing than Arden Anisimov? Yes. Like because I think Arden Anisimov is washed and it's done for him. And I think tonight was a good example of that. Am I more intrigued with Bowers than any Simov? Sure. Am I more intrigued with Bowers than I am Sampo Ranta or Martin Kaut? No. Because I think there's a much, much harder limit there. And uh, in terms of his upside as a player, and I, I've loved Shane Bowers since he was in the USHL. But like, this idea that the Avs have this like surefire NHL guy, like tonight, was a good test against NHL competition, and I just didn't love it. I, 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 I wasn't overwhelmed by it. Is is I guess where, and I, I feel, and I feel like I have to be because the guys in front of him. Now you're talking, Rudo. You asked to, he has to put himself on track to be a call-up at some point. I think he's doing that. He was really good in Arizona. He was also older than a lot of guys in Arizona. You know, he he looked great down there. He did what he had to do. I liked his camp. This is a solid first game for him. I just... It's... It's mostly about the, guy, the other guys around him that I would have the issue with here and the role that you want to ask him to play. Now, right now, I think that there's an open spot at 4C. Would I be a lot more interested in Shane Bowers as the 4C with O'Connor and Helm uh, flanking him than, say, a Mikhail Maltsev right now, just given what we've seen in the preseason? Yes. And that's it. That's the role. That one role is the one that I that I would be intrigued with him because I think he his speed plays – in the way that the way that Colorado wants his intelligence is welcome to a, a team that occasionally suffers from collective brain they damage. Get a case of the dumbs. Yeah. And, and I think, I think both of those are great and he would be in a role in which it would play to his skill set because he wouldn't be asked to produce a lot of offense. And so I think all, and, and he would not have to be a driving force on that line. I love the idea of Helm Bowers and O'Connor. I love that. That's about it, though. Any other situation in the NHL, I'm iffy on. 
and I want and I would be more intrigued by the other guys in front of him. And that's that's without Mikhail Maltsev hadn't played a game. Mikhail Maltsev could come rolling out into a preseason game and bowl me over, and I could feel totally differently. And you know, in two days, if he plays, and and so I think he's he's in the conversation there. But I this was not such a Shane Bowers rock tonight. Such an overwhelming like he was so good. He was more good than bad easily. Yeah, I think he looks better. The biggest thing is that he looks bigger and stronger. He looks like he is more fit to handle the rigors. And I just don't I just don't know if there's enough skill. I I the same question that has always plagued him. I don't know if there's enough skill. But I love everything else about the guy's game. All right. Quick super chat here from Pete. Thoughts on the cross check crackdown. Touch on it very briefly, but we're all going to be confused by it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm wondering if this is something that even continues deep into the season. Like we've seen this before, where they roll up all tough in preseason, and then yeah, the regular yeah. season starts, and they're kind of like, eh, "It's fine." It's always something, right? And they do it for the first month, and then it just disappears. Yeah, yeah and they like to pretend like, "Oh, well, the crackdown meant that the players changed how they were playing." That didn't yeah. happen, Chief. Yeah, yeah. They waited you out. <laughs> and then we'll get back into the postseason where guys are chopping wood on the back yeah. of, in the middle of guys' backs and it's going it's going uncalled and everybody's just like it'll be a, it it will be come come the Stanley Cup playoffs. Come May, it will be a punchline. Yep. Agreed. Um I like I, where their head's at. I just don't trust them to keep it going. So oh. take it seriously. O'Connor and Helm were in this game. Let's be real. This is nothing more than like a preseason warm up for them as they head towards the roster, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think we any of us have a ton to say about them. Helm looked like dog shit. Yeah, he kind of he kind of did, but he's also like thirty five. He probably doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up, straight up, a thirty four year old dude playing in the first preseason game. He knows what's up. Yeah. yeah. Didn't look didn't look pretty down where he would fluff that uh, backdoor pass. <laughs> well, I think that's expect a lot of that. <laughs> Get used to that <laughs> lifestyle with the abs fourth line. But um, yeah, I, I guess we're we're kind of winding down here. Any other particular guys you wanted to point out or call out here? I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm picking on the dude, but I'm just. I don't see it with Anisimov. Yeah, I really don't. I really, and I and like the role that they've given. He was on both the PK and the power play. Like Evan, I think you mentioned it that he was going to play like all five. Like he was going to play five or all six preseason games. They're going to try and do everything they can to talk themselves into this. Like Jack Johnson had a good camp. Jack Johnson was solid today. You can you could sell me on Jack Johnson easily getting a contract as the seventh guy right now. Artem Anisimov over any of these guys. Artem Anisimov over Nick Henry right now feels bad. Yeah, I, I just he just looks tonight washed. was extremely concerning to me that against NHL competition with line mates that you're expecting him to be significantly better than he's struggling. That's not especially someone like Anisimov, who if you're putting him on like a third line, he's the guy that you're saying, okay, we need you to drive the offense on this line. And I just don't see how he can do that, to be honest with you. That's, well, he's never, because you go back and you look in his career, he's never been the ace defensive guy of like a third line center. Uh, He's never been good enough offensively to be a true 2C. He's been carried offensively by being a very, very good shooter. And that's something that has not really, like the last couple of years, it's gone away. Like you, one of the shots at, he took he, tonight was dead in the chest. <laughs> it was I, a brutal and shot. It didn't. It's not like it was a missile either. That thing, no, was not humming. It, it just kind of went into the chest and, and settled. <laughs> and then, like, if that's not, if that's not jumping out at you what's the appeal like he's yep. good in the face-off circle we've looked at we went and looked at his career he's like a 46 yeah. percent guy in his career it's not he's good. bad at face-offs so i'm for me i'm just not uh i 
I've enjoyed, like, I liked Anisimov in his career. I loved his little sniper thing he did in, with the Rangers that got him in so much trouble <laughs> a thousand years ago. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, better selling something the NHL needs badly, but I, I agree. Anisimov looks washed to me. I, and like, this is, I can't believe we're going into, into the, uh, oh yeah, he did finish at 47%. He was at six of 12 going into like the second to last and then Penalty lost kill. one more or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. So, okay. He was I'm, six to 12. is like as good as it gets for that dude. Um, anyway, I, I just, I, I always hate to feel like I pick on dudes because I harp on the same couple of things, but like, I'm not going to go out of my way to dog like Dalton Smith or, Alex Bocage. Well, with, and like Bocage was a huge disappointment tonight for a guy that we've had a little bit totally of was prospect hype on tonight. Total ghost in this game, but yeah, that was super concerning. But also like he was the, playing on the fourth line tonight and was destined for an AHL role this entire right. Season, like so. he's 20 years old going into his first pro season. Like we'll see where he's at in two years to really feel that way. But with Anisimov, you're like, this has to happen now. Yep. He's playing for a job now. He played 6.20 of power play time and 1.30 of shorthanded time, and all of it looked bad. Yeah, so. he, he always felt like a guy they brought in out of hope, especially because he was a later pickup than JJ. This was, what, like a week before camp or something like that this came yeah. out? So um, always felt like a guy that I think I mentioned it when they brought him on. It's like, oh, you know, you need those veterans for those first couple – preseason games to fill spots he could do that but it, it's pretty clear that he just doesn't fit in how they want to play like it just doesn't work what's it like blaze one day you just wake up and you slow down you don't have <laughs> yeah. it you don't have it in yeah. the men's league anymore and it, it gets worse and worse and worse <laughs> so there's no no hope for recovery for anisimov here in your eyes no no i, right. I think he's done i think his career is on the way out well it's a bummer man it sucks to see guys yeah. hit the end of the road like yeah. he's had a good career he's been a good player yeah but you yeah. just see it's him a like pill to swallow too he looks like the hunchback of notre dame out there with the way that he like he's <laughs> skating and you're just like he's working so hard to just not go very fast <laughs> and and it's just like man this is such a bummer to see because like genuinely have enjoyed his career uh, he was and super just, fun in Chicago. Like, I dude, he was a was he a he was a blue jacket too, wasn't he? For yeah, a long he was a while. I think he was yeah. part of that. I think he was part of the Rick Nash deal. Yeah. Why do you think he's here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like you you look at Jack Johnson, just the difference in the PTOs. Yep. You look at Jack Johnson, and you're like, physically, he looks completely fine. He's getting around the ice just fine. He's doing what he's got to do. He, you know, your concern with Jack Johnson is that, like, he makes horrible decisions and he kind of sucks in game. This with is Anisimov, all of our <laughs> yeah, and with and with Anisimov, you're just like, dude, physically, it just doesn't look like he can handle this anymore. That he belongs anymore, let alone anything else. Just the physical skills look like they're just gone, and it's such a bummer. But I, I do think they that this should be. It's time it to should be pretty uh, clear. It should be quitting time, man. Like yeah. it should be for the for the team, it should be like sending him out, sending him out to this game, okay. With the forward core that they sent, like boof. But they you know, maybe maybe you keep him for one more road game, but you have to start finding your real roster soon. Yeah. And yep. like Jason Magna's under contract for, for two years, right? Like that's that's who he should be competing with a job for to be captain of the Eagles, not anything else. All right. Anisimov talked about anyone else. Are we good? I don't even think there's really any forwards worthy of talking about in this game. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Gabriel Fontaine apparently doesn't have a last name. <laughs> what? Um, they just the broadcast just referred to him as Gabriel yeah. all night. Yeah. And it's not like Fontaine is a particularly challenging <laughs> to say last name. Uh 
So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're boys, and he was just like, "That's my guy, Gabriel." <laughs> Other than okay. that, uh, I don't know. In that case, we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, we did beer after dark. A little bit of fun on this one. We'll be back with normal time podcast tomorrow. We'll see what happens on Thursday. It sure seems like no one's going to be able to watch this game. So maybe it'll be a regular pod. Maybe we'll do something. I don't know. The only preseason game we know for sure will be watchable is the one on October 5th against Vegas. Uh, The rest of them are playing a little bit by ear here, but we have lots of other non-pod related content coming for you in the next few weeks. So keep your eyes peeled, like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Do all of those good things. We appreciate all of y'all so very much. Thank you for all the super chats too. Awesome to see all you guys back in a post game show in the chat and some new faces as well. So we're looking forward to another blast of a season here on the pod. Uh, We're going to get out of here though. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening. Until the next one, we'll talk to you later.